0: Welcome to Sometime Between Dusk and Dawn Ghost Stories. This episode is written and produced by me, Jeanette Quackenbush, with folklore drawn from many resources. There is more than just this podcast. You can buy my book series on Amazon and in bookstores, including this bit of lore, which comes from my book, Monsters, Cryptids, and Mysterious Wild Beasts. Today's story is about the wampus cat, a mysterious wild thing as fearsome as a cougar and as frightening as a phantom. This half-human and half-wildcat haunts the mountains of West Virginia, Kentucky, and Tennessee. It was not always such a formidable creature to be dreaded. Old-timers passed down, this creature was once a woman of the Cherokee. Her husband was both handsome and an excellent hunter. The woman was the suspicious type of person, always watchful, always possessive. Fretting another would take her spouse. When he would leave for hunting, she would pace the floors of her home peer through the doorway, awaiting his return. She would ask the man to reveal to her the rights he took. She would eye the other women, watching to see if any would sneak off to meet her husband. So mistrustful was she that one day as the men gathered in the woods to prepare for the hunt with their sacred secret rites, she covered herself in the hide of a mountain cat and followed to spy on her husband. The men gathered around the campfire. She peered at them from the trees, taking in their stories, riddled with secrets only men could share. She watched, wide-eyed, at the magic the medicine man would perform. At one point, the wife gasped in disbelief at what she overheard. The wind took her breath to the men's ears. They found her secret place and dragged her to the center of the circle. The medicine man doled out her punishment. He cast a spell on the woman, Melding the mountain cat's skin to her flesh and making her a strange mix of cougar and human, and spirit called Iwa. She was cursed to live alone for eternity. This beast of the cursed woman makes terrifying screams at night. If she cries out, whoever hears the cry will die within three hours. She steals chickens from barns and maybe a child from a bed. On nights when the wind is howling, you can see her walking upright in the darkness of the woods and hear her death-like howls. Cherokee passed her story to traders, peddlers, and settlers who called any cougar-like beast catamount, wampus, or just plain wampus cat. Along the way, the story of the wampus cat would yield to the legend in West Virginia of an old woman who lived alone deep in the mountains. She grew her food and tended to the sick with the medicine she would find in the forest. Folks would see her talking to herself, her hair always mussed and tangled and her clothes raggedy. Those who were wary of sorcery and demons called her a witch. When livestock began to come up missing, the fingers pointed to the eccentric old woman. They said she transformed herself into a house cat and would wait in the shadows outside the door. When someone opened the door, she would slip inside unheeded. Once inside, the witch would hide in some dark corner until those in the household fell asleep. Then she would cast an enchantment on the family so they would not awaken for the night. Once their eyes were closed tightly, she would jump out an open window and go to the barn. The old witch would mumble a spell to change from the cat to an old woman again. After that, she gathered up the livestock and took them home. But the townspeople caught on to her treachery. They devised a scheme to catch the old woman in the act. One dark evening, several followed her from the old cabin in the woods, hid in the brush, and watched her change into a cat and steal inside a home. She continued, as usual, placing a spell on the family. Then she jumped out the window in the form of the cat. She got to the barn and began to recite her spell to turn herself back into a woman. However, several people were waiting in the barn and they jumped out in the middle of her magic. She could not transform completely from cat to woman, so she was left as a half woman, half cat. She let out a blood-curdling yowl and darted off into the darkness of night. But she is still around. Once in a while, she comes back, stealing a chicken or a lone child, playing by itself in a yard. In some Appalachian folklore, the wampus cats in West Virginia were humans who came back from the dead in the form of a cat. Their return was to right some wrong against them. There's an old legend of the wampus cat of King Shoals with beginnings in what is now Walbach Wildlife Management Area. In the early days, a couple moved to this fertile land between two creeks that ran into Elk River, King Shoals Run and Upper King Shoals Run. They built a cabin on the Upper King, cleared the land to farm, and started a small family. Right away, they had two strapping boys who helped to work the prospering land. Many years would pass before the woman gave birth to another child, a baby girl. The family cherished the always happy, sweet child, and their father was very fond of the infant and doted on her. But when she was five or six months old, the little girl became quite sick with fever and nothing they could do would make her well. Several days went by. The man told his wife that the fever would surely pass. It had when the boys would take sick and the babe was strong and hearty. He decided they should wait a couple more days before they called for help far away in Charleston. It was a long ride. The family was nearly 36 miles from the closest city with a doctor and doctors were expensive. Two more days passed and the child only got worse she wasted away. The husband finally gave way to his wife's pleas and saddled his old plow horse and took off, for he wanted his beloved daughter to live at all cost. It took some time to get to the city, then return with the doctor. By that time that the two arrived, the child had died. Heartbroken, the father buried his only daughter at the top of the hill between the two runs. He hardly spoke to anyone for many days and would spend his evening sitting quietly on his porch grieving, telling himself over and over it was his fault she died. He thought long and hard and wished he had gone for the doctor sooner. While he sat there a broken man, he listened to the splash of the water in the stream. He heard the sound of animals in this isolated pocket of the world, the roars of bears and hoots of owls, and an occasional wolf would howl and bobcats would scream. One evening, while he smoked his pipe in his rickety chair on the porch, he heard a cattle rolling yell a howl he had never heard before, and it came from the direction where he had buried his cherished baby girl. He scoffed it off for a few days. Then on the third night, he knew something must be haunting that gravesite, and he made an oath to kill it. The next night, the man took quiet strides to the little cemetery at dusk with his rifle. He waited in the cover of darkness and watched while the hours passed. However, no cry broke the still air. Defeated, he strolled back to his house and lay down in his bed. The yowl broke through the night sounds, a blood-curdling cry sending shivers up the spines of those within the home. Tomorrow, he decided, he would return to the gravesite along with his dogs and after the sun had set entirely. He did return to the burial ground. It would be deep into the night when his dogs let out a ruckus of barks and howls. The man was dozing on pine needles. Something was nearby. He jumped up and followed the dog's baying cries and found them barking into the canopy of a tree. He looked up, saw the dark outline of a huge cat, a mountain lion, perhaps about 20 to 30 feet above. He raised his gun and the shot ran out. <laughs> a booming echo rolling through the mountains as the beast crashed through the limbs and leaves and fell to the earth. He stood there staring at the ground where it fell. He was sure it was a mountain lion. For the moment, his daughter's death was far from his mind. He had taken out his grief and anger at losing his child on this enormous mountain cat trespassing on his property. The man grabbed up a paw and dragged the heavy cat down to his barn and hefted it up where he hung his pigs to bleed out. He left it to hang there, and he went back into his house. Sometime during that same night, the barn burned down. When they sifted through the ashes, there was no trace of the wild cat he caught. It was baffling to his family, but not so to the man, for although he never heard the cry of the cat near the cemetery again, he knew something had gone wrong that night. He remembered the stories his grandparents passed down of the dead seeking revenge in the form of a cat to correct an injustice. They called them cattywampus or wampus cats. He had been so caught up in his grief that he had not taken into consideration that the cat was his daughter in spirit form. He was the one who refused to get to the doctor. It was his wrong that led her back from the grave, but she was too sweet a daughter to wreak out her vengeance. It was also he who had shot her. Now some poke fun at these old legends, but there have been increased sightings of panthers and panther-like creatures with glowing red eyes, long tails, and walking upright. Some report the beings to have the reek of a bucket full of mungy washcloths mixed with a skunk's odor. In 2007, a bow hunter said he saw a full-grown male African lion weighing between 250 and 300 pounds in Big Roaring Creek at the base of Cold Knob Mountain. On private property in Greenbrier County. It lurked around his homemade hunting shanty for nearly an hour. There have been black panthers caught on trail cameras in Clay County and wampus cat sightings in Pleasance County. A full grown mountain lion paused in front of my vehicle years ago in southern Ohio, tail whipping back and forth before it disappeared into the forest. Could some be exotic releases? Or is it the Cherokee half-woman, half-mountain lion? A witch? Or a dead person arising from the grave perhaps we may never know at least until we catch one in the flesh or spirit one thing is for sure regardless if the animal is an exotic release or an actual wampus cat both can cause harm as always be wary and careful when exploring for these creatures i hope you enjoyed this episode of sometime between dusk and dawn ghost stories if you like it Please pass it along, and most of all, I hope I helped you find your scary place sometime between dusk and dawn.